The boundaries have been broken. Welcome to Vanguard Radio. Some men you just can't reach. I don't like it any more than you men. We have Jeff Beck in the studio, as Hello. well as Alex Linder and Hi, Craig Chinkov. Yes. Koi Fire is all about you people. You remember that. Right. We're going to dive right into the topics tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. Shizzle, my niggas. It's time for the TNB section of our program. Top story, TNB. Two killed, three injured in... Vermont school shooting. Uh, a gunman shot five people Thursday, killing two of them in a rampage through two houses in an elementary school. It ended when he wounded himself, police said. One of the slayings occurred at the school, which was not in session. Police Chief David DeMack said he could not confirm earlier reports that the victim was a teacher preparing for the start of classes next week. One television report said about 30 staff were in Essex Elementary School. At one point, people could be seen running from the school, ducking their heads. Uh, apparently, this gunman uh, by the name of Christopher... Uh, Jane, I think you have this the scoop on this story. Was it Christopher, Christopher Williams? Right. Yes. Was also Out of a, Vermont. a nigger. And he, yes, he had a wigress girlfriend, and uh, he lived at home, I, I believe, with the Wigress and the mother, an extended family. And one of our posters made the point that uh, the mother schooled her daughter quite well. Well, the mother ended up dead at the hands of Christopher Williams, and uh, he ran all around the, uh, the town. <laughs> I think he got five people all together, two of them dead. And then in court, when he was arraigned, the daughter was, was there, uh, probably begging him to take her back, who knows. But uh, the, the funny thing is, several news accounts in Canada, they claim that he shot himself twice in the head in an attempted suicide attempt. And then the American press, a little bit later, they said it was twice in the neck. And yet, uh, if you see his pictures in the court arraignment, uh, I think it was Monday morning, uh, there's no bandages at all on him any place. And then on top of that, right before court, right before he got into court, he tried to flush his head down the toilet. <laughs> They said in a suicide attempt. <laughs> TNB. It's like sticking your head in an easy bake oven, huh? Yeah, but he failed again. Nigger <laughs> heads are hard, I guess. I, I, it seemed as though, from the description of the story, that he actually put his head in the toilet and then flushed. Right. Wow. That was. Uh, he, he didn't just put his head under water. He put his head under water and then flushed the water out. So. 
Anyway, that's peculiar <laughs> way to drown yourself. Got to me. Three or four know. times. For this, yeah. this guy is a Negro, right? This is a. Uh, I haven't seen too much on this, but uh, good lord, this is in Vermont, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Vermont is something like one of the whitest states in the in the country, and I believe has you can more or less carry a gun wherever you go. Believe mm-hmm. it or not. Isn't that well, right? That's what he did, too, apparently, because he had an extensive criminal yeah. record in Springfield, Massachusetts. I think it included drug dealing, carjacking, ah. burglary. It was just on and on and on. And, and he was allowed to go to Vermont to clean his act up. Uh, probably more white or, girls up there. Anyway, he, got his, he caught his wigress and, uh, and, and, and nailed the mom. Shot her twice in the head dead, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, did he, he in fact shoot himself in a, a, a suicide? He is as niggery as a nigger gets. Jesus Christ! We'll post the uh, the, the photo on our on our uh, thirty seven thread. <clears throat> yeah, he's got that sideshow Bob type uh, frizzy uh, afro. Probably I actually knew a nigger who looked 72. exactly like this. It's just eerie. <laughs> In fact, I checked to see is that his son or what? <laughs> oh, Craig, there are many Negroes like this. Uh, yes, I know. He's kind of sitting there going, "Gah." How did he get his afro into the toilet? Is my question. Oh yeah, God. it says it says here angry over porcelain. bitter breakup bakery worker Christopher A. Williams apparently set out to kill his ex girlfriend. Police believe he never found her, but police say he found four other people killing two of them in a shooting rampage that began at her house, continued at an elementary school, and ended when he shot himself in the head. He he fatally shot Linda Lambesis of Essex, Alicia Shanks. He's also charged with shooting Mary Snedeker and Chad Johansson. Three of them were in their 50s and one was 26. I hate it when they kill, like, whites in childbearing years. At least the women were over mm-hmm. 50. So, but not that that, of course, excuses it. But, yeah, this is just the price we pay for having niggers among us. And we're called immoral if we don't want stuff like this to happen. You know, and, and the flip lies that if we give these, these niggers enough money, it won't happen. But, in fact, uh, they're nigger by nature. And no, no amount of money can change that. Check out the NBA crimes. Or education. Otherwise. Yeah, no, no amount of talking to them, rubbing lotion on them, or making excuses for them, or paying them blank checks. It doesn't matter. They're going to be what they are, just like you and I are going to be what we are. And uh, sad story. Vermont will be destroyed to the extent it brings in blacks and the Jews who uh, sick them on us. Yeah, but don't worry, Quans, you get to meet them everywhere. The 7-Eleven, the highway rest stops, the workplace. Oh, they're definitely coming. It doesn't matter where you are. The first place they'll turn up are the clubs in your town. If, if, you, want, if you don't think there's any coons around your town, go to, the, uh, go to uh, uh, not a disco. You wouldn't call it that, but go to any, any nightclub about the time it's letting out. And if, even if it's a small town, you'll see niggers who are there to uh, pick up white girls walking around acting stupid niggery, even if your town is 90% white. And uh, even if that's the big draw for them, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll even come in from out of town because they're they're set up for it by TV, which preaches that that uh, niggers are sexually desirable, and they're going to pick off any of the dumb white women who believe that, just the way a wolf would pick off a wounded caribou. And so you must teach your kids that niggers ain't the solution. They ain't anything you want any part of. You want to guard your family and and keep them away from you at any cost because the cops will not protect you. The cops will come by and ask a couple tepid questions after the fact, but you have to protect yourself. I really um, have then, been telling a lot of my friends that uh, the quote that you have, Alex, there, uh, 
squawking early warning system. They sound bad, they smell bad, they look bad. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah, that was your I own. mean, the, yeah, they advertise themselves. They're just like a, a, a monarch, and, and the viceroy that imitates it or in the, in the butterfly world are orange because they're saying, hey, that orange color is usually a tip-off to predators. I taste like shit. Well, the niggers look like shit. And frequently enough, they smell like shit. And from their behavior, Jesus Christ, you've got, you know, the three signs of the apocalypse. I mean, the thing coming toward you is nasty and doesn't belong among you. And, and all, that's what all schooling is aimed to, to take down your natural defense mechanisms that tell you when you see a large, burly Negro sitting in, for example, a playground, he doesn't belong there. Your instinct is that thing needs to be disposed of before it threatens our kids. And that's our whole... Administrative educational media system is designed to forestall that natural reaction and to persuade people it's immoral. And they work hand in glove with the Christians to persuade people that normal behavior is immoral. Don't buy it. Don't let them guilt trip you. Is the Jew would say in every other angle of we life. Have, we have a couple of good cases of TMB here. Uh, while SWAT teams and sheriff's deputies were searching the halls of the elementary school, Williams escaped and went to the condominium complex where acquaintance Chad Johnson, 26, lives. Police said the relationship was unclear. Julian Schultz, 22, a resident of the condominium, said a sweaty and disheveled Williams called out, Where's Chad? Where's Chad? as he ran by her. Schultz was in the yard playing with a 13-month-old son and Johansson's uh, 3-year-old son at the time. Moments later, she heard four gunshots and saw bullets rip through bushes 10 feet away. Yeah. So, what can uh, you say about this? I mean, they... Uh, this is the sort of anarchy that you really associate with Africa. Yes. Yeah, Africans. I mean, this is an African doing what Africans do. You know, the white, the white man gives me the metal thrower. I will use it to get my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, who maybe got tired of uh, cohabiting with the jungle monkey. You know, and if not her, I'll shoot a bunch of those other white devils. And, uh, you know, you, you let, would, would, you, if, would you go to a retarded school and pass out guns? I mean, that's what allowing niggers access to guns essentially is. You're letting retarded people play with things that can destroy, destroy what the humans have built, and uh, are called immoral for resisting that state of affairs. Jew-controlled press has reported that racism begins, you know, as evident as early as six months as people about they perceive these innate racial differences, and they understand how they manifest as they get older. That well, that, that early aggressiveness manifests in impulsiveness and uncontrolled violent behavior. Exactly typified by this uh, nigger Christopher Williams, and you know, mm -hmm. no movie of the week about this. But you know, a lot of these white kids who are fascinated by MTV and that message in, in rap and hip hop, uh, they're titillated by the fact that these guys are. Uh, uh, I call them guys, but these these uh, subhumans are are so uh, dangerous. Mm -hmm. That's part of the attraction, apparently. Yeah, and uh, people buying that hard, that hip-hop or the, the whatever gangster rap, it was called 10 years ago, those are primarily white suburbans. And this is the one model in our society of, of legitimate toughness. The only other one would be uh, people in the military, you know, dying for Israel. Ordinary white masculinity is demonized and pathologized by the Jews as a way to hinder racial competition from the Aryans they hate. 
you've got to learn to see these crime stories in context. It, 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 Maybe we can change just, that. It, yeah, it's, one, it's not just one black here or there. It's all kinds of stuff that's being suppressed or, and kept in local papers. And, and the overall crime stats are, are not, simply aren't reported. And uh, often enough, they won't even report the name. But like we had in Kirksville this week, uh, some guy with a tan quote, you know, tried to grab two little girls in two successive days. Luckily, they kicked him in the nuts and got away both times. So if, I don't know for sure that it's a Mexican, but it, it sure wouldn't surprise me. So don't forget to check Kirksville today, and you'll, you'll find what we're talking here about the global context. You'll find a local application of all these facts. But, uh, you know, and, and this is Kirksville, but what the story we're talking about is in, what, Essex, uh, Vermont, as far away from Kirksville as you could get, but still small-town whites are afflicted with these niggers that TV tells us we must celebrate and integrate with, or else we're evil. Well, we say you're not evil for resisting things that destroy you. If anything, you're good. And it... And these behaviors, they transcend geography. Wherever blacks go, and for that matter, wherever Jews go, they act the same. And wherever whites go, they act the same. So it doesn't, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter if it's Kirksville or Vermont. It's the nope. same sort of behavior. Could be Durban, South Africa. It transcends could geography. Could, yeah, yes. it's absolutely. The place doesn't matter. The, uh, the, the race is what matters, and races have these behavior. What we are trying to do here with Goy Fire, and one of the last spots on earth in which this show is, is legal, okay, is to give you the, a global, a contextual understanding to increase white self-awareness and white identification leading to a white solution. That is a community that excludes Jews and blacks and uh, dominates them politically as they dominate us today in order to ensure our uh, posterity, exactly as the people who formed the Constitution said, for our protection and for the goodness of our posterity. Not only good for resisting this, but they're brave. What they demonize as racism is just normal, natural reaction to niggers and the Jews who sick them on us. Well, speaking of which, we have Kansas concealed carry law. Gun permits prove popular. Now, now, Aegis, Aegis, why would anyone need to carry a gun in America? We have diversity here. We have all these beautiful, gorgeous mosaic slash tapestry slash rainbow of colors and creeds, and we get all, all get along wonderfully. So why in the world would someone need to carry a gun? There's, there's an obvious discrepancy well, here. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that's just the point, isn't it? I mean, uh, we have these antique notions about what we are, and 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 you know, compared to what we were yesterday, and and uh, you know, growing up here in the Midwest, uh, thinking about Kansas, most of us imagine you know, independent, tough, honest, perhaps arrogant, but thrifty whites, you know, the sodbusters and and the Jayhawkers and all that sort of thing. But as we've so often seen, uh, especially like in Wichita, Kansas, with the Wichita massacre and the, and the Brooks murder discussed in Goyfire 35, we, we know that the heartland is sick and disintegrating quickly, just as the coasts have already disintegrated. And, the Jayhawkers? Uh, what about the so Jayhawker surpri- killers from mm-hmm. Lafayette County and Clay? Pardon me, but <laughs> that Jayhawker mentioned... Oh, yeah, it's all over. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, works back and, to John and, Brown and, and all know, that. <laughs> Jeff, you, what, didn't you point out last well, time that there are lots of... Versions of these are, are franchises of the Crips and Bloods are well established in a lot of these cities, right in the middle of what they call the heartland. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, on the border. You know, Wichita. Yeah, you know, Wichita, Kansas looks like the Bronx in some areas. Just graffiti-strewn, blown-out buildings. 
and uh, you know gang warfare because they've it's unfortunately for Wichita it found itself at the intersection of uh, of the highway going uh, running from Texas up from Texas and Mexico and then it found itself at east west intersection running from L A I guess ultimately to the east coast somewhere and thirty five and eight and, or something yeah. Yeah, it's 35 is the north-south. I always 35 north-south. I-70 or I-80, one of those. Probably I-70, actually. One of those. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, it may be, but it, you know, it's unfortunate for the people, the whites in Wichita, and, and it's not surprising that I read in the paper recently that uh, gun sales in Kansas are booming, uh, and this is response to repeated efforts by the people of Kansas to put through a concealed carry, and it finally passed, and uh, and people are going nuts for this stuff. And, and you see, when there is a legal way for whites to take action, they do. And, uh, and since this law was passed just a couple months ago, uh, I, I read that uh, there are now 250 certified gun trainers in Kansas that will uh, train you to be, uh, for the concealed carry permit, and that's expected to grow to 300 very shortly. And there have been hundreds, if not thousands, of applications by whites, uh, and I, I assume most of them are whites, of course they won't report that, uh, that have been submitted to the Attorney General's office. And in fact, the Attorney General himself reported that in one day alone he received 450 applications. And it, see, this wow. is just... We're we're all all of us here, uh, you know, you know, all of us here on Goy Fire, and we're all uh, First Amendment. But at the same time, you know, carrying a gun requires a lot of responsibility, and you know, I'd rather not have to carry a gun. And I really live in a society where you know I can leave my doors unlocked and and uh, don't have to worry about people ripping off my car stereos or raping my daughter. But uh, unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know, we've got to use these legal avenues. Yeah, Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri are, are very dangerous areas. And uh, and these whites, I took a trip down to the courthouse where, uh, uh, where the excuse me, the sheriff's office. Uh, when I read this, uh, I drove into town to look at this, and I saw standing room only white men. Uh, basically in their uh, 30s and 40s and 50s, standing in line to get these applications and fill them out and submit them to the sheriff. And, and uh, uh, you know, if I went up to them as a racialist and started talking about the racial problem, they probably wouldn't connect it to uh, uh, this crime uh, directly. You know, privately they probably would because they, they recognize they're being preyed upon, but they, they're not given the information in the media uh, except for Goy Fire, to, to understand the context of what's happening and, and why this is. And by the way, in this sheriff's office that I went to, the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office, uh, which is, has a lot of blacks in that county, there were no blacks or Mexicans in that sheriff's office. There were probably 50 people in there. And there were no blacks uh, or Mexicans in there. They were all white men. And so that tells you something right there. Yeah, well, good for the young men in the 30s. You they're, know, figuring it, they're figuring it out. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. They say here, in less than two months, mm -hmm. the 900 people have applied to carry concealed guns in Kansas. More are expected. We as white nationalists, when we approach these topics of crime and, and, gun, and guns and stuff like this and gun permits and so forth, in this context, we need to make these people understand that, you know, you as an individual with a gun 
uh, are not that effective. But we as a group, uh, if we can multiplex as a group together, we can defend ourselves so much better than one lone person uh, and his family with a gun. Uh, if, we, if we as whites, you know, as a group unify, uh, we are so much stronger and we're so much able to defend ourselves rather than these individual permits with an individual gun. And, and that's really, I think, the job of white nationalists. And that's what I wanted to stress from all this. It, it's good that we have these, these avenues, these legal avenues, concealed carry. It's a step forward. But until we put it in the context of these races preying upon ourselves and then our needs as whites to unify and to push back together because one person pushing back is not enough. We need, to, mm-hmm. we need to multiplex our efforts, and that, that's all I would like to say. And, and that's a good point, and I would I'd go farther and say it's the only way we can defend ourselves. The rest is, is white self-identification and political organization. The other stuff is just a rearguard action in which we're constantly retreating. And, 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 and even look at this. The Constitution affirms you have the right to own a gun. That, that, gun, that right was one with blood. And, and even to do the concealed carry is to throw roadblocks in your way because they make it hard. You have to go to an office and stand in line. Then you get a form. Then you take that to the cops. Then you go to a training thing, and maybe they approve you. And then you go back, and then you pay a huge... Look, the Constitution doesn't say shit about that. It says you have the right to own a gun and defend yourself, the right to bear arms. So even this is a, the limiting of a right. But still, whites should take advantage of it. And, let's, and, and I want to make another comparison here, which is between whites with a capital W, that means a political position where you're pro-white compared to Hezbollah. Now, what the Israelis say is that Hezbollah is illegitimate. They say this even knowing. They say if there were the truer the democracy was in Lebanon, the more Hezbollah would be elected. Okay, so there's stuff about Democrats as lies, but my point is they want Hezbollah in something I've linked to in the main page. They want them uh, delegitimized, kicked out of Congress, broken up, and disarmed. Now, that relates directly to whites. Mm-hmm. They're going to stick niggers in your community and tell you you're immoral to resist when they, they rape and murder you, and they don't want you to be able to defend yourself with words, as we will see later in today's Goy Fire, but also with weapons. So they do everything they can to prevent whites from owning guns, and they try to make guns themselves sound dangerous. They try to throw roadblocks in the way through administrative uh, regulations, and they also... They've, I've seen that done in Virginia and uh, Missouri also, where they've had to go repeatedly back to the courts and sue them for the right for concealed carry. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, they uh, tried to intimid- the, uh, intimidate you from they, the uh, that, that's There's my final thought, is, is that, look, they try to claim that owning guns is about hunting when it, it, it's only about hunting politicians. It's about people having a way to resist the government doing things like forcing niggers on them that are literally genocidal. So coming full hunting circle, the point is... When's the season well, yeah. open? We, we have... <laughs> it's always open. It's just whether or not you have the, uh, you're willing to pay the consequences of, of, uh, of reaping them. <laughs> Essential poaching them. But that's what Jefferson... Je- I, I no quoted today... Necessary. <laughs> I don't well, have to pay a fee to get one? <laughs> I, I certainly know that they won't give you a license. <laughs> so anybody who's trying to take your gun is potentially saying, I, I want the right to dispose of you at will. They want to make you into Amish. The Jews are not just trying to do these things. They're doing a damn good job, not just in the gun control, but in the thought control process. And, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, it's speak, such a of, thorough job. Sorry, yeah, speaking of which, that leads in well to our third topic, free speech martyrs, disarming vocabularies, and dissenters 
all across the board, especially in Europe, but also in Canada, with Tom Winnicke, mm-hmm. uh, the most prominent uh, persecuted member there. But uh, Alex, you wanted to lead in on this. Well, this yeah, this does flow very naturally from the gun control. Like I say, they want to tape your mouth, they want to take your weapons, i.e., rescind the Second Amendment, and they want to tape your mouth, rescind the First Amendment, or redefine it so that it still exists in nominal form. The words are there, but the meaning is gone. And they've done that, as we said before. They chip commercial speech out of First Amendment. Now they're trying to chip hate speech out of it. And they're claiming that real political speech, in the farthest they've ever gone, actually itself undermines the First Amendment, which is a bizarre, otherworldly flip of reality. But what we, I just wanted to call attention of the, the latest, the news peg for this, this segment is, is a bunch of the ARA scum. Those are teenage uh, anti-racist alliance. They're a uh, Jewback street scum who uh, went and paraded around in front of Paul Fromm's house and were allowed by the cops to get pretty close and to actually issue literal threats against him uh, of the type that if, if whites or anyone who had politics against the system issued them, they very likely would have been charged. And in fact, in another story uh, somewhat uh, related to that uh, uh, I posted on Kirksville today was uh, a guy was... Uh, already in prison. He sends a judge a couple letters and so he's up potentially for 20 more because he made threats to the judge. And these are the sort of thing that if if non-whites made them, they would have been dismissed. But uh, the judges and and the Jews who control them, and we know from uh, Craig and my research in the law schools, the Jews have the top, have basically 50% of the lawyers, the legal teaching positions at the top 10 law schools. And so they're minting the power brokers in society. And these judges, the minute they feel threatened, they don't have to ever follow the law, but the minute they feel threatened by you, why they run to the cops and get you thrown in jail. So my point is they're, they're creating a class of people that is above and beyond the law, and we are below it, and they allow their street punks, they send them over to physically threaten us, even while they're throwing our guys in jail simply for criticizing them, i.e. Tom Winnicki. They are becoming dictators of the exact sort that Jefferson warned about. And, you know, if you're not willing to defend your freedom by every means, by whatever means it takes to preserve it, you won't have it very long. All right, maybe we could give some uh, background. Who is Paul Fromm? Paul Fromm is a Canadian free speech guy. I think his his group is called something like Canadian Society for, uh, I'm getting that wrong, CAFE is the acronym. But essentially they uh, just try to defend free speech in Canada. Canada does not have free speech. So anybody who speaks freely is called a Nazi and uh, uh, sued slash harassed. Paul Fromm, numerous times coming back over the border, has had books seized from him. You don't realize this goes on because you watch Fox News and all you hear is a bunch of Israeli apologists who never tell you. They'll tell you about Muslim cartoons, but they won't tell you about people who are thrown in the dungeon for criticizing Israel. And if you go to VNN, GoVNN.com, Vanguard News Network, our main proper page, uh, go on the right side under categories, go to free speech martyrs, and you'll have, oh gee, uh, all kinds of stories about people thrown in jail, the stuff you will never hear on, on the, in the so-called mainstream news, and that means both Fox and CNN. Uh, but, uh, so people so are, if it's not on yeah. TV, it doesn't exist? You have an extremely warped view of reality if what you know you get from Fox News. Just as in the 1960s and 70s, Jewish intellectuals, university kids were uh, at the vanguard of the communist movement, in this case of the anti-racist action uh, attacking Paul Fromm's house or, or, or accosting him, they, uh, they're often ARAs led by uh, intellectual Jews. 
and they're prominent in that group. But they said, in this case, in front of the cops, I don't know, RCMP or local mm -hmm. constabulary, they said that we will burn you out. And then the article says, which we reported and linked to, officers on the scene said these were not criminal threats. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. does that mean we, we, we can say we're going to burn out Richard Warman? Now, of course, that would be a criminal uh, I would say I case. would say it doesn't mean that. I would say there right. is, there's a likelihood that the cops would come after us if we may issued a direct threat. And, sure, and like not, that. And, and, they did. and Craig, and, and we're talking on the radio in a different country. They are issuing this threat directly outside of the guy's house with sure. the background of having done exactly that, burn people out. They burned out Zundel. At least once they burned out the IHR. They what they do is they, they firebomb it. Richard yeah. Warman apparently has uh, published uh, how to make a Molotov cocktail in the past. He's and he's written stuff how to how to stop neo Nazis by parentheses virtually any means necessary. It was something very close to that in wording. So he he is allowed to get away with a lot of stuff. And then when we respond to him at all, oi, I feel threatened. Oi, these evil Nazis are coming to kill me. He's yeah, run away well, now, oh. Warman has, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, he's a gutless son of a bitch. Uh, Bill White wrote something about that. Uh, I, I put it on our main page. Uh, uh, I think I did. It may have been his other story about uh, the Civil War, but just about violence in politics. Well, these guys, not, not only t do they preach violence, they use it. And they are allowed to get away with this because there's a complete, Canada is completely controlled by Jews. And there, there is no free speech in Canada. And anything they call racist or neo-Nazi is essentially open to physical attack, and the Jude courts will back up the attacker and not the victim. And you don't know about it because you're watching Fox News. Well, copy this off and pass it around. This is one of the, probably one of very few countries on Earth where it's legal to talk about this stuff. We even discussed last Goy fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, the U.S. just signed off on another treaty that further binds us into these international things where the U.S. is going to help these foreign censors go after foreigners i.e. non-Americans who are using American hosts to run stuff that their government, their dictatorship may not like. And a good example is that, that, not to keep going too long, but the Almanar thing where a host in the U.S. runs some Almanar. Well, what we saw this week in New York was Almanar is declared a terrorist organization. That is, a TV station is declared a terrorist organization thanks to Jewish political pressure coming from the ADL. Now, this week, a guy in New York who, I don't know his background, maybe Muslim, but he runs some satellite service there. Well, he allowed someone to see Al-Manar over it, so now he is being sued. I don't know if he was convicted or not, but they're going after him. Facing well, letting someone years. see a TV five channel. As an accessory to terrorism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this, this is Jewish tyranny. I'm trying not to grow too impassioned, but what I'm saying is this is the global context in which anything that criticizes the Jews who in control increasing numbers of sectors of the world uh, is declared illegitimate, whereas the, the, the terrorists put out there by the kikes, like the ARA, are encouraged to physically attack whites. Double standard doesn't... I would like to review exactly, review exactly what we just covered, though. We have, we have uh, uh, people traveling to Canada through the United States, having their books seized, and we can guess them. what the state does with them, burn them, probably. It literally and so does burn books them. Books and material seized... I've heard Sprum no. speaking. It literally and, does. And, and, it it uh, rounds up these banned books and actually burns them. God, if we could get some tapes of that, it would be classic. Because the Jews are always whining about that. And, the, and then right. now, and then now we have in our own country, we have a person that's forwarding a satellite feed for his customers, a, a television yeah. network. We have him uh, uh, in, in, indicted as a terrorist. 
And he'll uh, be going uh, before for, Judge uh, Gabriel uh, Gorenstein, Jeff. <laughs> oh. Do you think he'll luck. recuse himself for being a kike? <laughs> that would be anti uh, <laughs> I would like to plead innocence. <laughs> I mean, what more? Do, what more do you need? I mean, what more do you need to understand the urgency? I'm, I'm speaking to listeners here, and I'm sure most of our listeners do understand the urgency. To understand the urgency of what we face. I mean, can you imagine Goyfire being on the air five years from now? The way things are going, we have just a short amount of time, and we're not. This program is not about entertainment, even though you may be entertained by it. This is urgent, folks. Look, this guy with the Almanar TV, his problem was uh, he should have been watch, watching uh, this kike, Lucas, who's entertaining the IDF truth, this homo kike. <laughs> Lucas, have you seen him? <laughs> you know, I corner, remember that vaguely. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Legal. And, uh, and uh, MTV, nigger, hip-hop, hate lyrics against white, that's perfectly legal. But What was yeah, the background yeah, well, on that homo porn thing? I mean, people don't know. I've... I've well, his real name is Andre Travis, T-R-E-I-V-A-S, and he was born in Moscow, Russia, on March 10th, 1972. And now he's an American multimillionaire. And uh, what was, well, one of his movies, I think, was Back in the Saddle. And uh, here, I'll show you the pictures of him here. Uh, but look, when did something like Almanar become illegal? In other words, if it's just thought, well, they were Almanar was designated a what a global terrorist entity or something. Uh, Goyfire's yeah. next for that on that slot slate, I think. You know, we're terrorizing the Jews by telling the truth about them, That's reporting right. what they actually do. Yeah, and and now this guy's going to go entertain uh, the IDF troops. Can you believe it? He says gays like Jews are the chosen people. That was his juicy quote for me. <laughs> Well, they certainly are under uh, affirmative action laws. If it's just information, how does how does information become illegal? Well, again, back to Almanor. This was a, a special law they passed. Let me, let me look that up. It was uh, yeah, it was the uh, International Economic Powers Act, and uh, it was part of uh, the Treasury Department named Almanor a specially designated global terrorist entity. <laughs> Yeah, all those words coming fast and furious. Yeah, but what happens in the First Amendment? I mean, why, why can't we absorb it? I mean, you know, you can go watch two guys buttfuck each other. You can watch uh, a guy with two dicks or something. Or, uh, you name it. I mean, you can watch snuff films. Yeah, let me read a little of this story about the, this, this Almanar. Uh, first, Mark Farrell's comments at Honest Media today. The U.S. government censors TV that exposes Israeli atrocities. Here in the land of so-called free speech, the government has recently arrested a man for airing Almanar TV on cable. Undoubtedly, this is in America where we have the First Amendment. Undoubtedly, this is because Almanar TV shows the atrocities committed by Israelis to the Le against the Lebanese people and the wanton destruction of buildings from the Israelis' most recent terror camp. This is essentially equivalent to... The, the Muslims banning Fox as terrorist TV. It, it's every bit as legitimate as, as that would be. But in, in America, we've had the tradition of you're allowed to say what you want. And John, you know, BNN, as I have on the forum, is in the spirit of John Peter Zenger, who is a, a, of German descent, uh, early American in 1733, I think it was. He, uh, he basically he came here and he's printing a paper criticizing the, the governor of, I think it was New York, and the governor sued him and he basically said, look, what I'm printing is the truth. And and whoever the judge was had enough guts to to uphold that, and this is this is what the Jews don't like. They they just call it terrorism. They call it racism. They always have a hate term for whatever they want to ban. But the fact is that's not the Aryan way, and that's one of the number of reasons we can't live with this people. 
We sit around in a goy bar every week and we talk about how in Canada or New Zealand or Europe or Germany, you name it, uh, Austria, they can't listen to us and certain things they can't read and possess. Well, look, right here in the United States, from looking at it the other way around, we're not allowed to to uh, listen to or view Al-Manar. That's right. You know, we There's think really no difference. Yeah. When you see the people waving the flags on Fox TV, ask them, how come you know every, every channel out there supports Israel, but I can't see the other side of it? So maybe I actually have an idea of what's going on. Look, back in the, in the 50s when there were only three networks, it was understandable they were able to censor the truth about Germany and the Germans and what, they were, what was going on over there. And, and the same thing in World War I. We don't have that excuse today. We have the global capacity to deliver satellite and Internet everywhere. And, and the Jews hate that. It's, it's a real threat to them, the, the people communicating without a Jewish filter. And that's what we've always said. That's what no Jews just write. That's, that's what it means, is there's no Jew between me and you. You hear me talking, and there's no kike, you know, Edelstein, this is not so good. People might get a false impression of Israel, the Jewish people, who are very noble and highly ethical people, despite Mr. Linder's lies. You know, there's none of that. I'm talking to you directly as one area to another. You don't even have to be an Aryan. You could be a, you could be an Arab. You could be a Japanese listening to this. You know, but here it's still not totally censored. So copy this off and pass it around to your people. In the vein of Fox's constant Zionism, you know, just today uh, we're recording in, on Sunday, August 27th, I guess it is. Uh, this uh, Steve Santani has been released after showing a video. Uh, they they had him in the Gaza Strip. We're all Gazans, and. Uh, they kidnapped him and I guess his New Zealand cameraman. Well, Steve Centani for years has been doing pro-Zionist video for Fox TV. But now, the only news agency in the United States that I've seen was Reuters, and they have the video. We have that also on vnnforum.com. And so he's changed his name to Khaled Halek Centani. <laughs> and he's, he's holding his finger up in the air, <laughs> lecturing about Muslimism. So uh, he, he's gone from Fox's fair and balanced Zionism to uh, Muslimism. And, uh, he got well, that may have been under duress, though, wasn't well, it? <laughs> well, no, it's love of uh, love of his life. <laughs> like Queen for a day, you know the old show, Queen for a day. I was led to Allah by my love for life. <laughs> I oh, think Bill that dude's TV. cameraman was that was his cameraman Witta or something. He was a Swede, I believe. Olaf, Olaf. Well, he comes yeah, out. He's a, he's, he's yeah, a he's a Swede. Stuck. I'm just making that yeah. point. Not a he, New Zealander. He's from New Zealand, but he's uh, it's apparently a, a oh, immigrant okay. of some kind, perhaps. Because yeah. on Fox they were calling him. No, he's a, from a New Swede. Zealand. I didn't know he was from New Zealand. Yeah, well, okay, Swedish ethnically, or at least at some point. But yeah, there are a couple of Fox. Uh, people who were in what Pal- in in Gaza and were they were just a- released, yeah. but well, sure. here this guy comes out of it all weepy, Khalid Santani, and uh, <laughs> at least the young guy has, a, has enough nerve to have some presence and and, and manliness about him. Hey, Craig, well, here's, here's here's just an official statement on that. This is from the Washington Post reporter quoting uh, the. It says, Walter Pincus says, the U.S. Treasury Department in March designated Al-Manar a, quote, global terrorist entity and a media arm of the Hezbollah terrorist network. Yeah, well, there's not a goddamn thing stopping the Treasury Department from declaring Alex Linder and VNN the same thing. There's nothing but political pressure. That's right. Right. The designation froze Almanar's assets in the United States and prohibited any transactions between Americans and Almanar. This is, and, and remember also, I know, Craig, you know this, it's illegal to boycott Israel. So that you can't, all the tools that Jews use to destroy your house, you can't use any of them on them. 
they can boycott you like they boycotted Germany in 1933 and tried to raise world hate against Germany by lying about them, Uh, but you can't do that to them or you'll get fined by our government that really works in the service of Israel. And they they get young people while they're very young. Spielberg does it. We're all going to talk about this movie later in this Goy Fire, and I'll mention that. But they get children while they're very young and inculcate them with these ideas. And they're just doing it on multi-levels of institutions, whether it's media, it's education in the public schools, religion, Mm -hmm. Right, so that these kids know a whole lot of things that just ain't so and have to... Uh, it, It takes them their life long to find out the truth. That's right. I think most of us here are born sometime in the 60s, and and I remember in grade school being told the, uh, and how many listening might also recall this, uh, the the, the, uh, Jewish soap stories and the lampshade stories uh, of uh, Jews being turned into lampshades and soap. And uh, and their uh, and their hair being used in pillows. Uh, I was told all of that in grade school, and uh, we know you know we now know that those are all false, along with many other uh, parts of the of the World War II uh, episode in in, uh, in Germany. But I, I was told those things. I mean, who who inserted those into the public school curriculum? Uh-huh. Uh, there's something to ask yourself. Why, why were you told these lies? For what purpose? Also and how many lies have you been told that you don't even know about right now? Uh, that's that's my point. That the default position, Ask yourself that, yeah. Default position is yeah. is a liberal Jew, which equals Jew agenda, is stuffed in your head on everything you have never specifically thought about and studied. You will hold the Jewish position almost all, surely. But they they really love sending their eighty year olds out to a public uh, to uh, elementary schools. And they they tell them lies about you know I was gassed yes. ten times blah 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 and and happens all over the place and you've got to keep your kid away from that yeah, if we're going to talk about this subject I guess now, let, let me mention this movie which has just been released I believe August 21st just about a week ago and uh, a, a new member at VNN and his name is um, uh, what is it Thumbs uh, I'm sorry Mad Thumbs Mad Thumbs with an S uh, Mad Thumbs uh, has posted it, and I looked at it. It's a four-hour movie. It's absolutely incredible. This guy, <laughs> he's got 3D models of Treblinka and, and the Reinhardt camps, the three camps, Belzec and Treblinka and uh, the, the third one. Uh, he dissects this you know, six ways from Sunday. He shows video of the Eichmann trial, and I remember the Eichmann trial. I was 10 years old. We had this fucking thing in our weekly readers in the United States. And uh, Eichmann, 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 uh, and he shows how Eichmann and one other uh, a prominent German who was put on trial, they give these outlandish statements as a as a way to fight to to send a subtle signal to future generations that they knew that this was preposterous because the Germans are very methodical people. For instance, one German officer said he encountered a pile of clothing 130 feet high. I guess that's like an eight-story building. And then the guy in this video, he shows him all designer labels. <laughs> yeah. uh, it uh, must have been the mildew. <laughs> the rats in the mildew. My, my Ralph Lauren. <laughs> my, my Ralph Lipschitz and Donna Kranz were piled up to Godzilla's ass. I swear it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so it's right. What Jane's talking about, these German witnesses actually uh, overtop the Jews and thereby yeah. sub- sub- subtly sabotaged their own uh, uh, confessions because what they were saying 
could not have been true. And not you know, mathematically, Adrian, not I, not by any stretch. Of did you see that one testimony, uh, Shane? This is an excellent movie, and we will post it uh, on the show notes uh, uh, that uh, Mr. Mr. Thumbs, Mad Thumbs, had created. Uh, this one German officer, Hus, was his name, and he made up entire towns where where uh, he, he was supposedly in charge of several concentration camps, and and, and they asked him during the trial. What concentration camps did you uh, manage? And and he made up a town. Did that? Mm-hmm. He said, I, "I said I managed the the camp at Wolzak, and then there is no town of Wolzak." <laughs> right, and then BNN listeners, BNN readers, and and Goyfire listeners should recognize the callback there. Uh, that's right. Because we have a famous mm-hmm. Wolzak with us who made, who made that. But yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, you kick a guy in the nuts enough times, and he's going to admit all kinds of things. This one fellow was talking about uh, uh, how the corpse of this Jew who wrote it, you know, and, and he, uh, look, the guy who made the video points out a lot of these guys who were making these statements were Polish Jews, and they were either from the country or the city, and they were born in like 1880. In other words, education was a little different then, and they didn't understand all the ramifications of physics and, and logic. Uh, you know, when you start telling lies, it's uh, what did Shakespeare say, all oh, the, the uh, web we weave and so forth. This guy said when they, they dug the, the Jews up and burnt them, and the Germans were careful to put fat Jewesses on the bottom because they burned better and more. They burned. They were really incendiary. <laughs> they really light up. They really got the rest of it. my life. Hickory. This Jew was describing human bodies being used as, as logs, as kindling. Right. And they would that burn like dried wood. <laughs> The women. And in addition, all the all the main body of evidence that has been uh, promoted in these foundational books about the Holocaust basically boil down to three people. And I remember two of the names: uh, uh, Rosman and Verna. And so these were these were the, the the only three people who really claimed to be there, and they're all shown to be frauds. And and, and so all this enormous body of work. Uh, about the Holocaust and what happened there really boils down to three people who have been shown by their own uh, uh, statements to be liars. Mm. And he opens uh, the film by saying uh, the Holocaust is the linchpin of what we're all being propagandized with, whites worldwide. And mm-hmm. this is like the touchstone, the, the, the wailing wall, if you will. For, for many of us, unless you spend years reading all these uh, volumes and comparing them, and it's pretty dry, like Finkelstein's book, I've read that one, but, I mean, it's pretty dry stuff. But this guy's movie really brings it to light. I hope we can use it, uh, Jeff and Aegis, on Goyfire podcast, this movie. Yeah. In fact, I invited this guy on to Goyfire. I don't know who he is. I hope I didn't go out on a limb too much, but, hey, we're happy to have Why don't you uh, do an interview, uh, Craig? Yeah. Well, I'd love to. I, I've left my email in the thread about it. I'm sure he knows it because this is his thread. Yeah, well, I just mm-hmm. wanted to chime in that all of our podcast subscribers will get the the video directly downloaded, at least one of the episodes. He has 30 episodes. The title is called One Third of the Holocaust. Man, get some mm-hmm. popcorn. Four-hour thing. Don't go through that chapter-by-chapter uh, chapter like a DVD chapter thing. It, it's more fun watching it all. Yeah. It's enthralling, really. It, it really I mean, is well done. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, yeah, guys. yeah, great uh, stuff. This shows what the internet's capable of. Wasn't it one uh, Jew weasel who claimed that the Jews were supposedly burned and the different nationalities gave off different colored smokes? <laughs> I mean, these people will say anything. I mean, it, 
<laughs> and the thing that tells you they're a bad race taking one with another is, you know, like like uh, uh, Beck just said, you know, basically the Holocaust traced back to about three eyewitnesses and, and 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 who were liars and have been proven to be liars, and yet. All the, all the, so many Jews in the U.S. go along with it, even knowing that it's false. So that's why these people who claim they're good Jews, well, there is absolutely no segment of Jewry that is working against uh, organized Jewry from the perspective of fighting for white nationalist stuff. There are people who will turn up on other websites and claim that Jews are white and proud, blah, blah, blah. But the <laughs> fact is that the lies have profited them incredibly uh, uh, richly, and they aren't gonna, they aren't, they'll have to be driven away from their lies. Besides being in forum.com, you can, you can see this movie on opposingdigits.com. That's one word, opposingdigits.com, and just click the play button there. And he also mm -hmm. says, uh, speaking of uh, another fallacy or f lie that the, the Jews told about this, in one case, in one of these, the Reinhardt camps, he said that a captured Soviet submarine engine around 250 miles inland in Poland was pumping diesel in there, but the only problem is diesel makes almost no carbon monoxide, almost zero. It just makes yeah. particulate pollution, and uh, it, it's really yeah. something. Craig, you know, it's it's like it's so like 911, where they they will say anything because they ha rely on the scientific ignorance of the American uh, population. Right. So that on 911, you can prove that there's no way those buildings could have uh, fallen down without being uh, demolished, and it doesn't matter because people. People don't know. They're too dumb, so they rely on the government and authority, which is TV. Yeah, right. So, again, this, to come back to the sub-story, one, he said they captured a Russian submarine, which didn't happen. Right. Uh, he there was from no a submarine site. And two, why the would they have transported ever. a Russian submarine all the way inland to gas a couple of Jews? So, again, <laughs> he used this as an example of how the German... Uh, the Germans sabotage their own uh, testimony before these uh, puppet uh, courts uh, by using facts, but facts that were so outrageous and over the top that they just couldn't have been true yeah. by any stretch. That one German officer made his testimony, I guess, before Nuremberg, and he claimed it was 25 million Jews that died. <laughs> In other yeah. words, yeah, and he, and he, he, he overmet his quote on that one. <laughs> That was important to the communists at the time. Like the niggers say, don't work so hard on the job. You're making us look bad. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. well, this leads us to our our second, to our other topic of uh, Virginia Senator George Allen um, being uh, exposed recently as a crypto Tunisian Jew. Um, Oh, they're the worst of all Jews. Of the Lombroso family. That's Sephardic. So, uh, Chena, this was also a story you mm. pretty much followed very closely. There's just I just so found it on some blog. I think yeah. the Wonkette had it, and I looked around, and I thought, why is this news nowhere? What happens is he had this mother, Eddie, Eddie uh, Allen, and George Allen Sr. was the coach of the Washington Redskins. So Forward Magazine, which is a Jewish publication, started hawking how he was from the August Lombroso family, I guess. Is that right? And uh, then they, they trace you know, his ancestry, and they point out that the mother was both Jewish. Well, it said that she just uh, she hardly thought about it twice. You know, she just gave it short shrift. This is what Forward says, her yeah. August uh, Lombroso family or whatever. And then I, I looked at another link, 
And uh, she had all these football documents from George Allen Sr., and apparently she saved every shard of paper. <laughs> so she knew full well her heritage. And then she claims that George Allen uh, Jr., that's the senator from Virginia, uh, started talking at 10 months. Well, that's pretty funny. Then one of our posters said he probably started talking in the... In the uh, he in started Andrea. lying at nine months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, see, now, the thing is, all these Southerners in Virginia, I think Rounder ought to put, headline this story and throw it all over Virginia with Iron Garnet and Ron Doggett because uh, uh, this is something the mainstream media is not going to cover. So if Rounder covers this, uh, they can make big Virginia news real quickly. You see, It's just the idea here is be, truth and labeling does not exist for politicians, only for foodstuffs. So, you know, a lot of these people, what could be a, a more uh, Wasp-Aryan-type name than George Allen? And yet, oh, you, a little bit of digging reveals his mother's actually a kike. He could move to Israel and would be taken in under their blood laws. Gee, you think he's serving your interests? No. This happened with not. how many people? Wesley Clark, Madeline uh, Albright, and so forth and so on. And these people know. If you look at the picture of him when he was young, this George Allen, you sure. can clearly see that. And a lot of people listening to us, they probably say, well, you know, you guys just talk about Jews, Jews, Jews. <laughs> but... They are a v the most ethnocentric people on the planet, and they have a high understanding of that. And this is why, in, in the case of this Indian uh, photographer, East Indian, who is uh, following George Allen around, he called him a, what is it, Macaca, which means monkey. And uh, Well, here's, that's here's how a quote from the paper. paper. This, this says, Allen's mother, Henriette Eddy, who's E-T-T-Y, whose maiden name was Lombroso, is indeed Francophone and Tunisian-born, a heritage that forms a romantic theme in fifth quarter, the scrimmage of a football coach's daughter, the memoir of, the memoir of Allen family life written by Allen's sister, Jennifer, who now is revealing that she made up a bunch of lies in it. But what's more is likely that she's Jewish by birth, although no acknowledgement of that heritage appears in the memoir. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, so. his, his grandfather, George F., or pardon me, uh, Felix yeah. Lombroso, and the F in George F. Allen stands for Felix, said he was incarcerated by the Nazis during World War II. Mm -hmm. Point is, you've got to be aware of the politicians, and, and they're, many of them are, take cover wasp names or cover white names, and, uh, but they operate as Jews against your interests. This harkens to the uh, to the Murano phenomenon, and uh, an author that Alex told me about, E. Michael Jones, has written much about this Murano business in Spain, and the Muranos were Jews who uh, adopted the uh, uh, the outward appearance of Christians. And uh, when this is discussed in the, in the Jewish-controlled media, it's always discussed within the um, context of them being forced. Uh, to adopt uh, these these Christian uh, identities and then secretly for generation upon generation maintaining the Jewish rights uh, in their homes, uh, but uh, you know the outward appearance of being Christian and and what E. Michael Jones talks about in the book um, the Revolutionary Jew is um, and you can find some of this online on his website uh, Culture Wars uh, is that. This was not so much something they were forced into as a technique they adapted. They adopted, excuse me, they adopted themselves to uh, uh, to uh, influence and subvert uh, Spanish society. And this was a this was a, a, a technique that many of them willingly uh, uh, ad adopted. And it was also a technique in which, according to Jones. Uh, Jones, they could also uh, go after uh, other Jews with, uh, and, and who 
who for various reasons uh, uh, were, were political opponents of theirs. Uh, and so uh, they, many of these Murano Jews did this for their own selfish advantage. They were not forced into being Christians. They did it themselves uh, to, to gain advantage in society. And, uh, and this is very reminiscent, this Allen affair is very reminiscent of it. And I would suspect that the, the Albrights and, and, and other people, Clark, Wesley Clark, who is uncovered as being a Jew? Uh, I, I suppose this is a technique that they're using and have used for generations in this country now to burrow in for their own advantage. Yeah, Jeff and, and Revolutionary and Jew. It's the book by E. Michael Jones. Yeah, I don't know if it's out yet, but it, he's got lots of good stuff in his magazine and and on his site. But uh, you know, it's it's funny. The Jews are always they they love that claim of oh we were forced into it. In the Middle Ages, we were forced into usury by the Christian church. We wanted to be dirt farmers, but they forced us to loan money at very high rates of interest. I mean, this is people is uniquely full of shit. I mean, we had to be forced to loan mm-hmm. money at exorbitant rates of interest. God knows we wanted to raise beets and radishes. And the That's where our heart lies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, we wanted to be dairy farmers, really. Yeah, yeah we yeah. wanted to milk the cows. You forced us to, to make 50% interest loans. We were forced into it. But, yeah, and the same thing is true with the diaspora, too. Oh, the Romans forced us out. Bullshit. They had already spread throughout a lot of Europe uh, behind these successful Roman armies doing just what they did in the Civil War, carpetbagging. And uh, uh, they just mm-hmm. used that as a political excuse to make the other guy look bad. And so, sure, Jews love to go undercover. It's, it's usually, or at least often, the best way to get the job done. But they know what they are. Do you know what they are? You know, if you listen to us, you do. But we had this uh, quote no idea. from one of the head rabbis in in uh, in, in England at at the um, an anniversary of the edict's expulsion. And I read this in uh, The Guardian. And this, this rabbi said this, and this is almost a direct quote, uh, Jews are a magnificent example of what a ethnic group can accomplish in a country uh, where we have, uh, and that is, we can, uh, we, can, we can assimilate into the host culture, but then remain separate and unique. And, uh, you know, that's an incredible thing, uh, you know, that you, you could be in a culture for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and remain unique. Uh, and, you know, we have the example uh, of the Huguenot, the French Huguenot culture here. Uh, uh, they immigrated from France. They were Protestants. They came over here in, in the early Republic, in the 1800, early 1800s. And they essentially disappeared into America. And they lost their identity completely in, into the vast white European uh, uh, identity. And, but, you, ask, you have to ask yourself, why have Jews not done that? Well, the reason why they have not done that is because, one, they have a conscious evolutionary uh, mechanism that prevents them from doing it, uh, and, and two, they're different from us. They are not us. And, and this exactly, this rabbi told us that in his own statement. Yeah, well, unique is a, a euphemistic way of putting it. Let's say aggressive and predatory. Uh, over hundreds of years is how they've mm-hmm. remained, and it looks like they'll be staying that way for the next couple of centuries. Well, as long as they can. I mean, that's the, they exist as an other attacking us, and a large part of their strategy has to be to remain unnoticed. You know, in any anywhere the, the mm-hmm. Jewish hand is revealed, working against the white interest represents a potential source of danger to them, so they try to stomp it out. But that part of their strategy is not working so well these days. 
well, they can't. Well. <laughs> it's not working as well on the internet. It, it's easier to control stuff. The concentrated media industry, mm-hmm. you know, such as cable TV. But even there, you know, the, the Arabs have stuff going. The Arab recognizes the Jew and and fights it off, and has his own media. And even the the Christians in this country have a good deal. Or even their Mormon Church has its own uh, cable channel. But of course, we have to look at these alternative ways of growing media. But of course, those even though they have a good model that we could follow, they still are not challenging the Jew directly, so they don't face the same discrimination that we do as uh, open whites. But uh, um, open whites, how about that? Huh? Yeah, whites with a capital W as opposed to just simply white-skinned individual consumers. Yeah, yeah whites are interested open whites. in living yeah, right, space but... and political representation. Yeah, we're out of the closet whites, and it's a hell of a lot more dangerous to be out of the closet white than it is to be out of the closet homo. Homos are celebrated in this society. Capital W whites are hated, and although that shouldn't be... imperative. Yeah. yeah, we have no, no recognized rights. As whites, it's up the right to be hated by Jews and disparaged in their media. Right. Yet we have the only solution. <laughs> we have the only solution for normal white people. There is no other solution than what you're hearing here at Goy Fire, and that's our own media leading to our own physical communities, leading to our own nation. That's what's happening, and that's where we're going, and we want you to join us in it. But more on that as we wrap up the show later. Speaking of propagandization by Jews, can we converse on, in the free speech element here again about Caroline Glick? Would that yeah, be right? the mission of the Center for Security Policy. Now, is that what you're referring yeah. to? About yeah, now this Glick is, mm-hmm. Glick is about as open a kike as you can get, right, by contrast to George Allen, who's a, who's a secret one. Yeah, she but, is a senior Middle East fellow at the secure, Center for Security Policy at Washington, D.C., and the deputy managing editor of the Jerusalem Post. Wears two hats. And this uh, newspaper, Ma'ariv, in Tel Aviv, says that Caroline Glick was named the most prominent woman in Chicago. Well, just like Golda Meir, who was also born in the Midwest, I believe, maybe not born, pardon me, not born there perhaps, but uh, she was an American who went over to Israel. Well, this is what Glick has done, and apparently she must fly back and forth every weekend. And here she is with John Bolton on the thread we have about her at the Zionist Organization of America on December 11, 2005. And to describe this woman's physical appearance, to me, she just looks like Pamela of Atlas Shrugs, uh, twin sister. <laughs> they just look exactly alike. And there they are both with John Bolton, too, not in the same photo. But uh, So this is who's propagandizing you, uh, Fox Watchers. Enjoy. The deputy managing editor of the Jerusalem Post. Couldn't get any better unless Moses himself comes back. Craig, doesn't this really highlight how intertwined Israel and America have become? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Richard Pearl, Alex, who was also, what, the Deputy Minister of Defense, I believe it was, he was also on the Board of Directors of the Jerusalem Post. And, and not simultaneously with being Deputy of Defense, and, uh, and, uh, in a feint to uh, moral decency, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, America is kind of like a Jew-owned corporation where Jews staff out the the entire senior executive uh, positions and the and the and the yeah. board of directors, and the rest of us are occasionally allowed to uh, clean the toilets. We're lucky, and this is getting us hated all over the world. I just posted another thing. Uh, Paul Finley's involved with his little five-minute trailer for an upcoming movie, which a lot of old uh, WASP Aryans who used to be at the Department of State essentially say, look, America's now hated around the world because you're so closely tied to Israel. Yeah, and why and are we hated? You see that in this. the reader mail. 
it says about her, this Caroline Glick, after finishing in the Israeli Defense Forces, etc., etc., after retiring from the political sphere, she now has a weekly column on the front page of the Jerusalem Post. How many columnists have a column on the front page? Probably above the fold, too. Now, and get this part. This is after she retired from politics, Fox Watchers. She was embedded with U.S. troops, joining the infantry unit that was the first to reach Baghdad. Well, oy vey, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> embedded. Embedded yeah, in your infantry. Embedded in your brain. That they get to heroism. Yeah. Yeah. These, these people skip from. You ever wonder how it is? Like local native-born Americans can't get jobs at these papers, but the, a Jew can come in, and like a lot of Mercers, another example, go from you know Israel to South Africa to Canada to the U.S. and just skip around and get a column wherever they go. You know, it's it's perfectly easy. They have a, a network. She's always we don't. Talking. Point is, they they have this dual citizenship. They can be a member of Israel and America. They can skip back and forth between the media, between defense contractors, between armies, and and uh, it's it's very. They have a network that is essentially controlling our country. That's the important thing to understand. And she, this woman is a very good example of how interlocked we are. Which is the same thing as, you know, putting your feet in concrete and being pushed off the side of a boat, because the, the billions of Arabs out there. Like a guy said in the trailer I just mentioned, America was loved because we were the one non-imperial, back in the 50s, we were the one non-imperialist power. We weren't messing with other people the way the British and the French were. We were minding our own business. Well, now we're hated because we're doing that exact same thing, messing with all these countries. And, you know, you got some idiot running our country, George Bush, who's a front for these stupid kikes. He really, he's dumb enough. He, well, we're going to bring democracy to him. We're going to make him better off. Bush himself couldn't run anything successfully in life. Yet he's able to bring, you know, democracy and, and all these other good things to, to countries that he's never even heard of. And it, it's ridiculous. Right, and just so like now we are hated South because Africa. of Israel. Yeah. We are essentially paying the Israelis to make us enemies. And they're doing a damn good job of that. And, By the and way, they just a, put a $10 million, uh, $10 million uh, bounty on the head of the guy who, uh, I believe it was the one who captured the, the, the soldiers, the two IDF soldiers are one of them. And, it, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, that's exactly what we give Israel a day formally. That's uh, every day, $10 million. Yeah. And so they're taking a lesson from the U.S. with these $25 million bounties and such. But uh, right, that's, that's what we official give them. We give them a lot more than that through exactly. unofficial channels. That's what we officially give them. And, and look at what Germany the other day gave them. They gave them a couple of, uh, supposedly Israel bought them, but Germany funded a third of the $1.3 billion price on two subs that can shoot yeah. nukes. Those Crazy. are subs three and four. Those are three Insane. and four. The Germans gave them the first two of those dolphins. So now they're giving Israel that hates Europe and, and has threatened to bring it down if they're ever on the verge of being destroyed. And Germany is selling them nuclear subs at below cost. While Germany's a conquered land, just like America is a conquered land, too. Only the Jew won World War II. And these kinds and of laws are proof of it. Jericho silos buried. And so now they're, they're boasting about how they can... Uh, Strike back at Iran no matter what, and Iran will be so foolish to uh, to uh, get embroiled with them. And uh, they've just gotten this uh, general over there in the Air Force. So he's not new, but he's spearheading the uh, military look at how they're going to attack Iran. So and we'd like to we'd like to especially say how little we disrespect people like John Bolton. He's basically a, comes from a working class Baltimore family, as I understand it. He's not a Jew, but he's one of these Jew suck asses that are particularly despicable because he sells out his own nation's interest for his own personal advancement. And, you know, and he's given interviews with this dumb kike over at, uh, what is it, Atlas Shrugged. He's one of a neocon harpy with some uh, uh, money and, and business connections, uh, formerly at the New York Observer. 
But this is this is the coterie and the crew that runs America, and they're they are destroying it. They're making it possible for this nigger to to go shoot people and calling it civil rights, and and they're having our boys go abroad and and murder people for Israel and calling that you know uh, spreading democracy. This is insanity. It leads to national destruction very rapidly. Well, shifting gears here, we have a protester shot in Mexico in a rare window into that wonderful democracy. A man died after unidentified gunmen opened fire on a radio station occupied by protesters in southern Mexico in an ongoing labor dispute. Striking teachers seized 12 private broadcasting stations on Monday and set up burning barricades across the city. Jeff, I know you've been following this. This is a, an, a this is a side effect of this shotgun marriage between uh, uh, Mexico and Canada and the United States that nobody wants, but our elites are forcing us into, and increasingly Mexico's internal problems become our problem. And I'm not just referring to the millions of uh, uh, human turds that they've dumped on us. Uh, I'm also talking about you know this situation. Uh, Ages is talking about is is all a consequence of this um, election in January. And you know, as a white nationalist, I'm willing to let them have their country and and let Vos have his country. Let these people have their country. I don't want any part of you, but I want to arm the border and kick you out. Cannon says he wants a wall across the whole thing, and of course that could be done for a, uh, just a fraction of the cost that we spend in Iraq. But look, it's just down there. And and like another article I linked to on Iraq says, look, you you know. You can, one of the major themes of Goyfire is don't let words deflect you from seeing the reality. You know, it's called Mexico. Well, what is, okay, that's just a word. It doesn't necessarily mean any unity. Same with Iraq. The fact is the U.S. government has set up some stooges that control a few city blocks. Outside of that, it's a bunch of different forces doing battle and states that aren't controlled. And what Jeff is saying from this BBC article that we'll post in the thread is essentially... Fox is going remarkably like, hey, that's kind of a state problem down there. You know, let them deal with it. He doesn't. They can go after him if he goes after them. And it's kind of the way. All we got 150,000 U.S. troops over there in Iraq, who who they're over there, so they can't be dealing with our problem on the on the third world border with Mexico, which is the only place the first world and the third world come together. Although it's getting a lot harder to tell the difference after the last 30 years. No one's looking out for the interests of white America. And even Buchanan won't, won't put his uh, words in, 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 in that form because, you know, we've got third generation uh, Mexican-Americans living in San Antonio who won Purple Hearts. Therefore, we can't observe that Mexicans are essentially a shit people who will destroy our country. What is we clear to the Jews now? What we know now, though, is that unlike even three years ago, I'm sure some of us, I did not, but 2050 business about whites becoming a minority then that was widely predicted by uh, Bill the Rapist and other people, th this was commonly thought to be so, and it's essentially arrived. It's really, what, five, ten years out now, because right now well, I think whites are about 62% of the U.S. Yeah. Well, Craig, whites have, uh, yeah, the, Buchanan will say, well, whites were 90% back in the 60s, and now they're 67%. But you can rest assured that just as with the FBI's crime statistics, a hell of a lot of things that ain't truly Aryan are lumped into the white category. Yeah. And the fact is that in the last year, Texas has gone to majority non-white, uh, as has already California and uh, New Mexico, and I think there's a fourth one, Hawaii. Well, that's a, that's a different case, but... And then there's a, those are the four that have already gone majority uh, non-white. And then there's a bunch more that are on the verge, including a lot in the South, surprisingly enough. People don't realize how third-worlded out yes. Georgia has become in particular. And then when you lump in the, the remarkable logical skills of white women, 
the Georgians sure do, and, and one of those Georgians is Chester Doles, who was thrown in jail essentially because uh, as, a, as a proof of his effectiveness in organizing locals. And that's what we want you doing to Goyfire to listen to. Look at my Kirksville today. Look at Yankee Jim's uh, uh, upstate New York blog. Look at uh, Millard has one out in uh, California City, and we've got uh, another guy over in Illinois. Create your own local web blog. We will help you set it up. Cover what's going on. Get to meet people in your community. Organize to defend yourself because, God damn it, the official people are your enemy. The people running America are your enemy. If you're an ordinary white person like we are bringing you this show, the government is your worst enemy. They are sicking these niggers on you. They are sending your son to die for Israel. And Mexicans. We are protecting you, and they call us haters. We ain't haters. We're the lovers. We are the good guys. Yeah, this fucking Glick is a bad guy. Tough love. This fucking Bolton is, a, is, is not a good guy. Bolton is a fucking bad guy. He's a sellout. He's a race traitor. We are the good guys. We're telling you the straight-up facts about, about stuff. Yeah, they want to shut us going. down for that. Let's not underestimate our appeal. I mean, I've gotten letters in the last week from uh, uh, Missouri and from Europe, and uh, let me even, I was going to do this later, but let me throw it in right now. I can't give the guy's name. He'd probably be fucking arrested, given that this free speech is illegal in, uh, in most of Europe. Mr. Minor Minder, although I've, minor I, I've only yeah I've only recently discovered your website and its associated web broadcast. I am truly convinced of its high quality. And this is to all of us here at Goyfire. What you and other contributors offer is truly unique. He goes on to say some other stuff, and we we had another letter from a, a guy up in Canada that I already ran on the website saying essentially that he felt he was crazy until he started hearing this. And he realized that other people feel the same way. And, and that's exactly the thing. There's a thing called a spiral of silence where the majority view can be suppressed because people believe it's actually the hated minority view. And that's what the Jews are trying to convince us of, that we here at Goyfar are not the good guys but are the bad guys and do not speak for the community. But we do. It's their policy of melding us with Mexico that no white wants. Nobody wants that. But our country is not controlled by people like us. It's controlled by these fucking kikes. And they control it by owning all the media and buying all the goddamn politicians. We yeah, are the solution to that. We, and I mean we, all of us here at Goyfire, and you, you've got to join with us. We can defeat them. They are small. They're not a weak people, but they are small. We have more numbers. And we, we have to have fired up people who come together, form our own media and our own physical communities, and we will recreate our own nation. It's the only way to go. Anything with conservatism in its title, it's failure. It's sitting down and going backwards. We're going forwards, we're attacking, and we are forming our own nation. So that, that's the point of this Goyfire. It's not to sit here and, and snigger and laugh like I do at, at these jack-offs. You know, that's, that's just masturbatory. We are here to form a new nation. That is the ultimate goal of what we're doing here at Goyfire. We don't, sell, we don't sell this. We might start selling copies of Goyfire at some point, but you're perfectly free to download these MP3s and pass them on to whoever you want. Okay, when, when, when I got people writing me from Canada, from Europe, saying, oh, you're a godsend, you know, uh, because it's basically illegal there, as we've told you in this shows and the other ones, that's a bad state of affairs. So get this information out to people. You wouldn't have to take our position, but you can't deny the facts that we're talking about. And, and we're going to keep doing it louder and uh, more obnoxiously and more funnily and more truth-filled than ever from week to week. And we encourage you to come on in here and join us in whatever capacity you can help us. We don't know who is listening, but we do know the numbers are increasing, according to Stan. I simplify things so that people can understand them, and calling our government corrupt and Jew-run is, is as simplest and most accurate way of putting it. But 
on the lower levels, there are people, and I may be speaking to you right now, and I want you to consider what I'm saying. You know, I know they teach you, oh, their lender's a braggart and a coward. Those people are weak. They don't mean what... You take anything I've said, and you go out and try to factually dispute it. You may have a different politics. You may think that a third world America is great. That's a separate issue. But you won't find that anything I've said can be falsified. So I want you to feel absolutely free to get in touch with me. We are on the side of all honest say, uh, FBI agents, and on the side of all honest uh, people working in any capacity in government who see what's going on, perhaps better than guard. many of us do. Come you understand the beast, because you may, be, you may be in some way involved with it. Well, come on. Defend your people. That's where the honor lies, and the real successful future for all of us ordinary white people. So we welcome all, all white men of good character. We have to fight the Jew. That's the number one duty of our time. That is the, the morality's division point. The Continental Divide. Are you with Zog and you're going to kill white America or you, you want to form a white nation like we do? Well, we have a, a mummy, another mummy found in Mongolia. This is a bit off topic, but it is one of our topics tonight. Uh, Berlin, archaeologists have unearthed a well-preserved 2,500-year-old mummy frozen in the snow-capped mountains of Mongolia, complete with blonde hair, tattoos, and a felt hat. The president of the German Archaeological Institute, Hermann Partzinger, hailed the fabulous find at a press conference to present the 28 members' team's discovery in Berlin. The warrior was found in June at the height of 2,600 meters in the Altai Mountains in an intact burial mound or Kurgan. Hey, I'm embarrassed, but how do you pronounce that? Is it Scythian or Scythian? Is it Scythian. Scythian. Okay. Scythian. Craig, haven't there been other mummies? Now, this one says he's, it says he's 500 years old. He appears to be an Aryan. They're, they're, what about the ones with the Tyrian Basin? Yeah, they the Tokarian in, in Ziana. Are those the ones you're mentioning? Tokarian, that's right. Yeah, well, those, I guess, would be, I think those would be yeah, further China. East, actually. Yeah, because Mongolia is, the Scythians were known to have ranged. I mean, they are... Uh, it was already known by archaeologists that they range into Mongolia, but uh, there are other interesting facts about it. And one is is that on April 6, 1320, the Scots, at the declaration of Arbroath, they issued a document that said, "Our own, the Scots, has—that's correct—has as it was uh, been graced with widespread renown. They journeyed from Greater Scythia." And uh, there was a Scottish weave found in the Takarian mummies. A lot of these things, you know, Aegis said when he introduced this segment that we're a little far-ranging or a little off-topic. I don't think so, Aegis. This is exactly the problem. We're, we're spending all this time, uh, white people are, dealing with the Jews' problems, and we don't get around to our own own history. And, and uh, we, we see this time and again. If our kids were educated better, would they be more like some of these European kids and in, in, uh, certainly in some of the new countries in Europe? I mean, they should be yeah. speaking two or three languages. Our own history is just shit on by Jews. And here there's a German crew when they opened up this permafrost uh, grave, and they were the only ones, and that was it. You know, and I'm glad the Germans were there. But. Remember the 19th century explorers, like it was a German, Heinrich Schliemann, who discovered the ruins of Troy and proved that, uh, I guess, a lot of what Homer said appeared to have an actual historical background as opposed to the uh, the Bible, which is a load of Jewish lies, the only Christian... Of dirt-eating loan lickers would believe. 
But the point here is, as, as, as Craig is getting at, is that we are denied our own history, which is that Aryans were, as, as Hitler and the Nazis said, the culture bearers. And a hell of a lot of the things India, including India and China and the Americas, were, were spread to by Aryans long before, long before uh, the times of Columbus. And uh, they eventually intermarried and interbred with the local people and browned out of existence. So that's yeah, what, what you want to prevent. For what it's worth, Wikipedia to... says that the Scythians uh, also were an Iranian tribe, and Iran being the mm -hmm. root word of Aryan. And then, to show you how obscure this fucking stuff is, man, that really pisses me off. Uh, I just found this one link here from South Africa. The fucking niggers in yeah. South Africa are reporting to us. Why isn't this all over, you know, Reuters and Fox and everything else? Well, fuck you, Fox. You and won't even tell us our own history. This is a major discovery, you know. It's just, it's really yeah. Really too busy detailing the latest World War II rocket to go through some roof in Israel, you know, and, and show the BBs within it. But we we all remember from the U.S. I think we've talked about before the Kennewick Man, which is, and and I want to uh, mm -hmm. dumping on whites. I mean, this dumping was literal. They found a there have been a, perhaps a dozen ninety nine thousand to ten thousand year old fairly complete corpses or not or uh, skeletons found in the U.S of non-American Indian, so-called, ethnicity. And uh, I'm botching this, but the point is they found this, this, the one that became Kennewick Man out in Washington, and uh, the Clinton administration ended up, it was found like kind of in the side of a river, a riverbank. The Clinton administration ended up dumping 500 tons of dirt and rocks and planting trees on top of the site. They're so worried about this, oh, these aren't, you know, Anything threatening their theory that the the red man came over from Asia, when in fact the earliest Americans came over from Iberia, not Siberia. That's the slogan, and some of the anthropologists will kind of whisper about that. But my point is, this plays into this 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 find of this uh, blonde, white blonde Aryans essentially spread all over the place, far more than you're going to learn about in your, in your kids' history books at school, and they want to keep it hushed up because they want to make us feel guilty for taking over America from the, uh, the internally warring uh, uh, Asian tribes. The fact is, peoples in the ancient world went lots of different places, and they fought amongst themselves. That's just how things are. And because we were a superior tribe, we won. We have nothing to feel guilty about. And, and they do want to hide our history from us. And they've subsequently interpreted Kennewick Man so that now the official story is, well, he's more Polynesian than white. But I assure you, if they found he was more white than Polynesian, they wouldn't tell you the truth. So you can't believe what they say. Speaking of our history and folklore, those familiar with um, medieval history will recall the legend of, of Prester John. That's Prester John. He was the, uh, the Crusaders, the medieval knights, uh, believed mm -hmm. that um, uh, Prester John would lead an army from the east of basically white people to help uh, recapture uh, what they considered to be the Holy Lands in the, in the, Middle, in the Middle Ages. So, um, you know, there's always been this thread, uh, you know, even in the Middle Ages, that there were these large populations of whites uh, that would come to the assistance of Europe. Uh, and they, they, they left the You know, who knows what the origins of that was. And they know. left plenty of Christians behind them who were some of the people being bombed in Lebanon and tortured in Palestine. But Fox News yes. never mentions that to the Christian idiots who subscribe to their point of view. I mean, how goddamn dumb do you have to be to be a fundamentalist Christian and buy this crap about Israel? Low, low enough that you probably shouldn't be reproducing, is my opinion. Yeah. You have no neck. If you're a fucking wrench, 
and you eat dirt and you believe shit that's pro-Israel, please do not breed. You're not helping any race by doing that. <laughs> Go eat pancakes at IHOPs and just live your life and have your religious statues and then die out. Because you're, you're worse than useless. Yeah. A lot of you bastards. Well, they said here that Scythians lived in confederated tribes, a political form of voluntary association which regulated pastures and organized a common defense against encroaching neighbors for the pastoral tribes of mostly equestrian herdsmen. And if you mm -hmm. think about Russia today, that it, it stretches from Eastern Europe to Alaska, you can sort of imagine what these equestrians uh, accomplished. That's right. They traversed thousands and thousands of miles on these horses, and as I've said before, the first beta is the horse beta. And yeah, Craig, they, they found some of the ones in the uh, the Tokarians, I think is what they call them, these are basically Aryans uh, of apparent Celtic, if not ancestry, Celtic Celtic culture, but as proven by their artifacts found with them. You know, they're finding guys who are six foot six with red hair and, and really tall, uh, attractive uh, dead blonde women. These these are the Aryan people and, and and the Celts occupied Europe. They were kind of pushed towards Ireland by the uh, by the Germanics, but you know, essentially they're the, the same kind of culture. And they spread all the way to China. The Chinese ain't real happy about that. So when they dig up these corpses that, that because they're in a a desert environment where it's very dry, it helps uh, the mummification. It's preserved them for a couple thousand years. Well China doesn't really want these things talked about all that much. Because yeah. it kind of disputes their idea that China is the source of all culture. All you uh, young men listening your teens agenda. and 20s and even 30s who, who are listening to us, get behind this instead of uh, Murray Rothstein's nigger hip-hop heroism. <laughs> you know, give it a try, man, and, and tell your girlfriends and, as well. And, Craig, this is the stuff that real serious conservatism ought to be dealing with because it's our cultural and That's racial right. and genetic heritage. But, yeah. but because the Jews have come in and taken over the formerly decent conservative magazines, all you read about is another excuse for war in Israel, for it's war to horrible. extend Israel. This is, this is what I so loved about coming into racialism for conservatism is, is the richness of it. And I hate that word, but the, the, this is it. You learn the actual facts about your own people and where you fit in the great, in Edmund Burke's you know, great chain of being or, or chain of generation so that you're not just flies of the summer. You come from a people with distinct cultural patterns that you can carry on. And you're right now, the spotlight's on you while you're alive. You're on the stage. But, but you know, someday you will die and hopefully you'll have kids and be passed on to them just as you receive this inheritance this patrimony from your forefathers. That's the beautiful thing. It locates you in a tradition and a nation and a race. And that's what the Jews want to destroy. And they say we are evil haters. We you are know, the good guys. For all you guys listening to this, again, mostly young men, the old men would probably get pissed off and do it anyway, but I used to do things like this. Call up your congressman and say, hey, you know what, instead of my money going to your Holocaust Museum, why don't you send it over there and we want to find more Scythians in the permafrost. And Man, see what the twenty-year-old punk men on the phones will talk, tell you. you know, great idea. White punk or punk ass. Yeah, I mean, how we we have to have money taken from us and used to extend Israel and to create these bullshit Holocaust museums, which are nothing but a bunch of lies by aged Jews who who financially profit from their lies. How long do we put up with this, white man, Aryan fellow Aryan? Why do we put up with Jews running our nations? We're insane. Yeah, well, I, I've literally of, called him up and asked him this kind of thing, Alex, spe spe specifically about this subject, Thracians and Syrians. Excellent. 
Yeah, yeah it's just a big joke, though. I mean, it'll really piss you off anybody with any sensitivity because, as I say, you just get some young kid who just acts like you're, uh, you know, and they don't know. You know, Craig, they don't know anything and they don't want to know anything. All they know is if you can threaten them with bad media coverage or if you have a, a four-figure donation. They don't give a shit about anything else. No. You know, and they're in politics. These are the wrong... That, that's a democracy for you. Sell out or to maybe if you want to send your son to Iraq to die for him, they'll, they'll, they'll you know, give you yeah. a flag. <laughs> that's exactly it. They'll give you a flag made in China in a cheap pine, pine box. That's all you get. <laughs> you still get the 10,000 insurance policy that bought the farm? I wonder... Well, it's just, democracy is a horrible form of government, as pretty much every political philosopher has noted. Appealing to the, the masses' stupidity, buying them off. Well, you don't want to be part of the masses. You want to be part of the elite, and, and the loyal elite, not the traitorous elite like Bolton. You don't want to get to where you are by, by allowing people to hurt your people, uh, putting forward bogus policy goals for them like John Bolton. He's an embarrassment. He is a traitor. Well, listen, those Germans have the pictures. We still don't even have the pictures of this permafrost mummy. Nothing. No no erudite scholars writing about it. It's not on the web. Yeah, they, the I mean, they... Right, think well, we about gotta, this. We, we this hear a human flesh that's been preserved over yeah. 2,500 years so that you could even see the tattoos he's wearing. It's a 2,500-year-old mummy. The way it breaks on my screen is strange. Yeah. It says 2,500... Okay, yeah, it's a 2,500-year-old, so that shows up thousands of years. So that fits the Tokarians very nicely. Yeah, well, Even they were found on the Silk Road, and he was found up in Mongolia. So that's even, even farther, further, right? further in. In Ulan Bator. That's about as far away. I've always wanted to go there. Kind of, It's so far away from from everything. Imagine being stuck between China and Russia in just the middle of nowhere. And why can't but, they yank uh, DNA out of this mummy and just test it and tell us? Oh, I'm What's sure they the can. I'm sure they can. What's the they problem? did it with that Ötzi uh, uh, er, that they found up on the Swiss Alps, right? Or the Italian Alps. Yeah, they are billing this as a second Ötzi because he's so well preserved. And again, you can see his tattoos. Yeah. He's well, sassy. They'll, they'll I wonder what his DNA tattoos out of, are of. Out of John Bonet's killer first. Huh? <laughs> Listen what to this. Two horses. <laughs> Two horses with elaborately decorated saddles and bridles, weapons and wooden, wooden clay and animal horn vessels were placed in the tomb alongside the corpse to accompany the warrior into the next life. Yeah. The Thracians so, did yeah. that too. They buried them in mounds with horses. Uh-huh. And so there's something going on there. I think that there's a, quite logically... Yeah, yeah. well, the, the Aryan invasion of India uh, chronicles um, chariot-riding invaders from the north. So... They were most likely also Scythian. In fact, there's an Indo-Scythian branch. You're, you're right, technically, factually, but, you know, this is interesting. I posted some stuff on this on VNN, is that now that we've had a huge swarm of Indians come into the U.S., there are battles, they are battling to rewrite the textbooks to uh, discountenance the uh, Aryan invasion theory, as they call it. So they want to claim it was all uh, native and endemic and their own culture, and Aryans had nothing to do with it. But, of course, that's not the truth. The Aryan uh, caste system was set up by Aryans to prevent interbreeding, although it ultimately failed. It, uh, the effects are still felt and that the lighter your skin is, uh, the better you are. And, and all the Indian movie stars in so-called Bollywood, are, uh, or at least most of them, are, are the beautiful ones, are, are almost as white-skinned as uh, true Europeans or true Aryans. Well, but, yeah, but there's a battle in California, too, 
essentially that the fags are battling so that homosexuality in the textbooks is always approved of, and the Indians are battling to exclude the Aryan invasion theory. And the Jews, of course, they want every day to be Holocaust Day. And, and the niggers and the Mexicans, you know who gets used at the bottom of this giant dump-taking you are buried in the pit toilet. Your kid has to be shit on continually by these special interest groups who've never been able to develop any culture in their own lands because of their genetic inferiority. And it is it is genetic inferiority in most in most ways in most cases. A group of Scythian tribes migrated into Bactria, Sogdiana, Archioza, Gandhara, Kashmir, and finally into the Punjab and the northwest of the Indian subcontinent between the middle of the 2nd century BC and the 1st century. I've traveled to India a few times. Even when I was a young man, uh, Jeff, and, and, and these gray-eyed Indians would brag to me about how they're descended from uh, Aryans. I remember an old lady at the time in 1973, and this woman at the time must have been 68, 72 years old, and she talked to me quite at length uh, about it. And many, many others. Few Indian, I, Indians, and for for minorities, they tend not. They probably, if you knew enough, they, you'd find a lot of problems. But you will find in some of them a genuine appreciation for Anglo or white culture. They recognize that India is fucked up, and that the whites have some solutions. Still, we don't obviously don't want them around and don't need them. But well, just like uh, Mexico, they, they, they do have a certain color cast there. Oh, absolutely. They just tend to be, at least among the they tend to be more intelligent than blacks and Mexicans, and they tend to be, or a lot of them are less hostile. But then again, there are Pakis and other Indians who are intense Marxists and really viciously hateful. Mm -hmm. But among a lot of Indians, or at least some of them, they aren't. And they learned a lot of that stuff from Great Britain. A lot of that Marxism, mm -hmm. they, uh, Nehru and so forth, they, they, and of course, uh, probably when we say they learned it from Great Britain, they probably learned it from Great Britain's Jewry. But, uh, that's another issue. What I wanted to say about this uh, migration business when, and whites living in these faraway lands is that when Alexander uh, 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 conquered his way to the, to the borders of India, uh, his chroniclers uh, on his military um, uh, uh, on his military adventures, they chronicled many times meeting tribes of white people in faraway Afghanistan and Central mm -hmm. Asia. They encountered mm -hmm. white. Uh, they encountered white villages, white uh, white areas, where uh, basically they spoke a form of Greek, uh, and uh, th th these areas were very well populated with whites. Uh, yeah. And uh, and they not and, to be captious, know, but, the, but you, mm -hmm. you're the one in the far away land, brother, in the United States. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. man. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I know. The feisty, the Russians are feisty white. There are some pissed off white people when it comes to minorities, and and it's just amazing. But I don't know. I just return to the subject that is, it's disheartening to see that in the United States our people won't get behind these archaeological. Fascinating hey Craig, are you to totally change the subject? Are you seeing much on uh, Russian? I just ran. I just posted a story that Putin has got the Russians completely out of debt. Well, yeah, and, and Russia surpassed Saudi Arabia as the world's number one producer of oil, which is great. All that money flooding into Russia, white Russia. Interesting. Closing statements of VNN internal news. I'd like to say I, got, I was contacted by a uh, uh, executive producer for the Conway and Whitman show at conwayandwhitman.com, and they're a radio show, CBS Radio, and out in L.A., and I'm going to be on this coming Wednesday. Today is the Sunday the 27th, so what? 28, 29, 30th, I think 11 p.m. Central, and their show I think is like three hours. I'll be on uh, the like the 11 p.m. Central hour 
what that is. They're a couple hours behind us on the coast. But anyway, they, I, I think we had sent them or somehow they came across a copy of the Aryan Alternative, so they want to discuss that sort of thing. So I will be on there for an hour, and if anybody's listening uh, and can tape it, that'd be great. I may try to tape it myself uh, to the extent I can. Um, but it, it, I'll, I'll phone in and talk to them. So we are getting noticed by uh, the, the Jewstream media, and you know, he, he says to me, don't, don't clam up. A lot of people get on there and clam up. And I said, you don't have to worry about that. I'll be chock full of opinions and exactly <laughs> the same stuff as you hear. You're going to hear white, a white advocate in full, full throat. And uh, to the extent they don't intermediate it, you're going to get goy fire going out over the mainstream to, to L.A. So uh, you, you out in L.A. may want to listen in and you may want to call in. And go to Conway, C-O-N-W-A-Y, and... Whitman, W-H-I-T-M-A-N dot com. I'll be posting this on VNN uh, before Monday. And, and the show's on Wednesday again, as I said. Beyond that, uh, I already mentioned the letters we got. I just want to say on VNN Forum, I have people writing me that they've been banned or whatever. Sometimes that's by accident, but we're having a little stricter moderation. We want activists. We don't want so much chattering. Still, if you're just discussing and you feel you're banned unfairly, then write me and I will try to rectify it. But understand that my time is full and I don't spend much of it on the forum. Uh, but we, we're trying to do the right thing. So we're looking for activists. We're not looking for chatterers. It's too late in the day, as, as you can hear for earlier in this show. And uh, a full week of posting lies ahead. And um, I, think, uh, I think Jeff may have uh, something to add about uh, Sunlit Heights. Yeah, well, one of my um, one of my pet, uh, goals here is to uh, uh, get Sunlit Heights moving along. It's a blog that's open to all uh, 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 uh If they, if we'd like to develop uh, talent the best we can, it's a group blog. And um, formal fellow by the name of Signet, actually. Yeah, it's it's more formal. It's it has a different has a different tone than uh, than Alex is a blog Vanguard News Network, uh, mm-hmm. and we can talk about that further. Uh, but um, you know, if you have some talent you'd like to develop, uh, you know, you'd like to get it into an, an environment that is a little bit more controlled than the forum is, uh, and uh, and uh, we would certainly like to have you. Uh, there's another gentleman there. His name is uh, Signet. I've known him for quite a while. Uh, he's been blogging for a long time, and uh, we're glad that he uh, uh, is, has joined us uh, at Sunlit. Look for his posts, and uh, we'd like to really push this. We'd like to develop uh, other uh, uh, people, uh, other bloggers, and you know we want to we want the, the white nationalist ideology to grow, and we want to bring people up. Uh, we can also help you uh, also develop your own local blog. We can give you tips or, or set you up with the infrastructure. Uh, and that regards to if you want to uh, set up another blog, so um, keep an eye out for Sunlit Heights too. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to say uh, check uh, KirksvilleToday.com for an example of a local blog, and you'll see how I'm bringing that along. It it gives the local manifestation of, of the general cultural stuff, and it's something that you can do for your own area. And if you're a se- if you're a serious writer, maybe a conservative intellectual who's unhappy being censored other places, please do come to us and. Uh, We'll get you going on a Sunlit Heights, which is a little more formal in tone. Um, uh, just to appeal, just because different people like the same message put in different ways. And, and, and uh, Jeff and I will, uh, will help get you set up on that. One other point heard... about your blog, Alex. There's been a, a section, mm-hmm. there's been a section added to, to, uh, 
there's been a section added to your blog uh, under the pages uh, section on the sidebar, and it's local white nationalist blogs. And mm-hmm. if you click on that, you'll see that we have now linked to uh, Yankee Jim's uh, Hudson Valley Freeman. We've linked to Freeport Unmasked, of course, Kirksville uh-huh. Today, and we've linked to H. Millard's blog, uh-huh. uh, CM Excellent. Press. We, we, we really... we. Yes, we really want to get these local people. They're challenging uh, the local media, challenging the local government, embarrassing them, uh, skewering them, probing them. Uh, we we want to get this stuff going at a uh, at a, at a local level. And um, if you have Excellent. a local blog, you're a white nationalist. You're aware of these issues we talk about here at Goyfire. Uh, uh, send us your link, and we'll put you uh, in our uh, local white nationalist blogs uh, section. And again, this is we, on we govnn.com. We want to multiplex. Yeah, we want yeah. to we want to spread our influence by jujitsuing the Jewstream media and do local blogs as a feeding into a national format such as govnn.com uh, is the way to do that. Now go to govnn.com for Vanguard News Network. That's our main page. And then, uh, as Jeff says, on the right there's a right wing a yellow background box, and under that are uh, is pages as a category and. Uh, under pages, local WNs, white nationalist blogs is, is one of the five or six sections there. You go there and click, and you get the Hudson Valley Freeman, Freeport Unmasked, that's Illinois, and Kirksville Today, that's here in Missouri, mine, and then CM Press, which is Millard's out in California. Great stuff. This is the way we get around the Jew-controlled uh, uh, proposphere and create our own alternative media reality. Yeah, you click I- the previous entries page on govnn.com, Alex has an article by Michael O'Meara. I guess he's an Irishman who lives in Los Angeles, I think. And it's called White Nationalism and Historic Nationalism, Elements of a Definition. And then he starts out by saying that we're embarked, white nationalists, on a daunting mission, perhaps the most daunting of the last 30,000 years. I really like this essay. And also there's this fellow, uh, Curtis Maynard, is that right, Alex? And uh, you had yeah. an essay on recently. And it was quite well written as well. And uh, for young guys or more regular working class people such as myself we all have something we can do and Mm -hmm. the first thing is to be aware I would say and uh, understand our media and and our arguments and if you again watch this four hour movie get some popcorn and a beer and watch um, one third of the holocaust at opposingdigits.com opposingdigits.com and it's is that also on you you have that do you have that link through the forum too, Craig? Or I do, I do. And I haven't so seen it myself yet. The forum. Yeah, I, I join our forum at vnnforum.com. Yeah, right. And also, and uh, just, just as a correction, Omira, Omira's not from LA, but uh, uh, I'm not going to tell you where he's from. I don't okay. necessarily know myself either. Okay, I, I heard he's in the in the damn good writer though, and country. we're glad to have him. Yeah, damn good writer. And the, the essay that Craig alludes to is on our main page as is the uh, Maynard's criticizing Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, well, I would just like to... Too bad some of these essays go back to the back too quickly, but... Uh, and yeah, I want to invite Bad Thumbs again on to Goyfire, if you're indeed the uh, the uh, creator, the producer of one-third of the Holocaust. I'm sure you'll be winning the Academy Award for that. <laughs> hey, well, if the passion won it, then that surely can win it. Yeah, I, I again, I just want to encourage our listeners to realize that this thing can snowball... And uh, drastically so, and also in our favor, uh, if we all work together and uh, just keep at it, it's a daily 
exercise to find out what really is going on and then to act accordingly given the situation that we're in. But over time, it, it has benefit, positive effects for you and the people you know if you have the right information. So stay tuned. Uh, we do have some L mail, listener mail. Please keep sending that in. Boy mail. <laughs> Info at com. We have here a, sta- uh, a letter from Luke in Canada, and uh, he writes, uh, When I heard Goyfar for the first time, it was like a breath of fresh air. I realized that I was the victim of Jew-controlled society. I have never felt better since and will never feel badly about myself ever again. I think that Toronto... I think that Toronto should instead have a Goyfire conference. One dose is all you need to cure all Jew-related diseases. Instead of the AIDS conference they were having. Yeah. Always waiting for the next Goyfire episode. Luke, P.S., keep up the good work. There are probably thousands like me. And well, these, there are thousands like him, and they're waking up to the fact that conservatism is a fake opposition to the regnant Jewish liberalism or liberal Jewism. Basically, the Jews dictate to all these countries, and we are, the only way that you can fight against them is to face the wind directly and come out. We are white nationalists. We want our own nation completely free of Jew control. Yeah, the descendants of Scythians and Scots. Get your head out of your ass. Sure, and you want to know, Michael Mira is, is one of our writers who, who uh, uh, writes uh, very good history, so it allows you to understand the evolution of racial national consciousness in, in America and other places. While his articles are looked under cat, on GoVNN right-side categories under Michael O'Mara, and you, you can read everything, because as Craig sa- says, it does go off the front page pretty fast when we're loading new material. It's all archived, though, and it, it will all be there and never lost. And, yeah. and there's a million categories, so just look it up. Lots yeah, and of you great never, stuff. Yeah, and you never know when this information and when these facts will benefit you in real life. But knowing them, it's like a storehouse of information, uh, very valuable information that's hard to get and not uh, all over the place. It's insider information. So it allows you to yeah, put Jewish lies in context and to rebut them with specific facts. Yeah, right, kids, I, make DVD recordings of... Uh, one-third of the Holocaust for your school project. Or toss it in Absolutely. front of or something. Yeah. Great idea. And, and you, you parents who are homeschooling your kids, print this stuff out like an article by Michael Mayer and teach your kid and do it Socratically. Pull the knowledge out. And people can think if they use their brain. We have to train them to use their brain. Why is it like this and not like that? Who says this is the right term to call this? What, what's their incentive? Might they be lying to you? You've got to pull that out of your kid by forcing them to use his brain. And we're providing you the material. Yeah, I recently Boy Fire had, itself is a good tool for that. Yeah, I recently had the experience that um, someone got back to me. Now, this person is not necessarily a conservative. Uh, they're more leftist, but they're starting to wake up. Uh, he had a friend uh, who had a friend who, this happened to be some uh, girl wanting to study in in South Africa, and because he heard, he got my link of the death of Johannesburg blogspot. He passed it on to her, and perhaps saved her life. And that's a, yeah, that's a wonderful story. And that's that website is uh, put out by the guy who does 
South Africa is crap.blogspot.com. And at the death of Johannesburg, his other blog, he has documented in photos the destruction of what were very high-rent neighborhoods in the 80s, so, so much so that he couldn't even get into them. Well, now they're just nigger overrun, and they look like downtown or nigger areas in Chicago or St. Louis or Kansas City or Wichita. Right, so it really put in relief that we have warring information systems. The major media is, is interested in, in propagating lies that lead to the deaths and, 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 and injury of our people. And if you're plugged into the, the right information system, it can really save your life. It certainly can. On that note, I need to say goodbye, folks, and perhaps another episode we'll speak again. Okay. Thanks for everybody. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, Bye. let's see. Uh, yeah, like I said, we have actually, I mentioned one guest, and we have another guest who I believe is given a speech today who we hope to have on and perhaps talk about the reaction to that speech. And I, I've seen it and read it, and it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful speech involving the, the very subjects that we discuss here on Goyfire. And we hope to have him on uh, very soon, along with the... Uh, professional actor and musician who knows all about Jew control of Hollywood. So these are these are things to entice you to uh, keep. And we know you don't need to be enticed because it's in your own interest to listen to this show. And uh, Yeah, but again, it's right. amazing how many people aren't even aware of their own interests. So it's time to wake yeah. up, people. And they are. People are waking up. I mean, you, you on one hand, yes, they can completely dominate the mainstream media. On the other hand, there are more and more people who are coming to understand how bankrupt the American so-called, which is really a Jewish system, truly is. But you've got to figure Almost it out before you die, before you study abroad and die, before you fight abroad and die for Israel. Figure it out. Listen to this. Spread it to your friends. We can make the difference. But only together. Right. So I want to thank you for listening tonight. Be sure to subscribe to the feed. You can find us at goyfire.com uh, uh, and get a podcast. Get a, get um, some type of iPod or MP3 player so you can download them directly and uh, be more or less in touch with, with all the new shows. Uh, when they're updated, you'll have them downloaded to an archive on your portable device. Who knows, if they, our server is taken down in the near future, which could happen, if you downloaded the show, you will have a copy on your own hard drive. Uh, that could be uh, turn out to be extremely valuable if, if our server does take another hit like it has in the past. So I, I can't recommend that enough. It also allows you to uh, listen to old shows and, and get caught up on our situation. So please and, do that. And Aegis, and Aegis as, as the director of these Goy Fires, we, or, we organize the material so that in each one we hit all the major points so that you understand not only the, the nigger crime problem, but you understand the Jewish causation of that symptom so that each one is a microcosm of the global political struggle between Aryan and Jew. So that each one on its own can teach people the world that we're trying to preserve. If you can accept that it's comfortable for you to be around white people and that you like your own culture and that whites tend to be orderly and work hard and mind their own business and be respectful of other humans, and you can also accept that blacks have a strong proclivity to create chaos and violence and uh, uh, touchdown runs, well, then why can't you accept that, that Jews are doing what they do, which is acting uh, like an ant farm, essentially?
Yeah, they're making our society hospitable to them, and that means introducing coloreds to disrupt our behavior and activities and blaming us for, for their problems, for colored problems. And this diversity, they think, makes them safe. Well, it doesn't make us safe. It endangers us. And races do have uh, strong Distinct points and, and weak points and, and uh, proclivities. Exactly. They have distinct behaviors and distinct mm -hmm. mindsets and distinct interests. And the Jewish interest lies in persuading you that you don't have white interests. But we tell you the it. truth, that you do, and that they deserve to be protected, and that you should be their protectors. And if not you, who, as the Jews like to ask? And if not now, when? Now is the time. And we, we are the people. We are the nucleus from which the new nation is springing. And you can join us, and we want you, if you're of good character, and you want to have a future for your kids and your grandchildren, we want you to join us in whatever capacity. You will know that best. But you can hear it for yourself that we are free men and that we are speaking the truth. So you belong on our side. You don't, you don't go writing your checks or supporting the Republicans. It's a waste of time. Don't be fooled. Be sophisticated. Come and arrest us, Jews, if you can. <laughs> we will use every jot and tittle of the First Amendment. And every every bit of the second amendment as well. We will not in any way accept any any micrometer of diminution of our white rights that our people won for us at the cost in many cases of their lives. The Jews have no right to take that from us and we will not accept it. Join the winning team. Join us. Now on that note I would like to reiterate we are the good guys. And until Damn next right. time America, this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbyes. Vanguard Radio, waking you up.